As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Wendy. And I'm Jess, and you're listening to the Food Heaven Podcast. Your online resource for inclusive and accessible wellness. Okay, I don't know about y'all, but for Wendy and myself, we have gone through many cycles during the pandemic where we've had to get rid of clothes because our bodies have changed and they don't fit anymore. And I know for many people that can feel really difficult, especially if you recently purchased clothes, you spent money, you have clothes you love, you know, and then you have to give them away because they don't fit your current body. So in our podcast episode today, we are going to have one of our favorite guests and colleagues on to discuss how we can navigate this. So the guest is Alyssa Rumsey. This is, I think, her fourth time being on the podcast. She is a registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor, and a food and body liberation coach. She helps people get free both individually and collectively from the shame and pain of chronic dieting so they can live their most authentic, connected, and unapologetic lives. Yeah, so we are going to be touching on a few things, mainly what to do when our clothes don't fit. I think for many people, they're not sure, like, should you throw those clothes away? Should you donate them? Should you keep them if they might potentially fit again in the near future? So we're going to talk about kind of how to navigate these different scenarios. Also talking about weight loss amongst all of this. So oftentimes weight loss thoughts sneak in when you size out of your clothing. So kind of how to shift your mindset. So that is not the focus and also kind of how to make peace if it is the focus so that you don't feel bad about your body changing. Alyssa also has an incredible list of brands that offer inclusive sizing. So we're going to be sharing that in the show notes. And I want to highlight a listener review before we do get into it. This one is from A.M. Ramos and they write, I've been listening and following Justin Wendy for years now. This podcast is always a breath of fresh air and so relatable. I love that they're expanding the podcast to talk about money and estate planning. And I love how they share their financial journey. Thank you, A.M. Pranos, for leaving that (laughs) review. And if you haven't already, please go to iTunes, leave us some stars, drop some words. We read all of your reviews. I've been seeing some new ones. So thank you all (laughs) for going on over there. All right. And now we're going to jump in. So we were talking offline just about how like during this pandemic, a lot of people have sized out of their clothing. And, you know, that could be a struggle for many. It's been a struggle for myself, just like letting go of clothes that you love that you potentially spent a lot of money on. And I personally have been asking myself this, like, should I throw the clothes away? How do you what should you do? So let's start there. (laughs) 
Do you think that for people whose clothes no longer fit, maybe they've had like some slight changes with their body where they might potentially fit their clothes again, but it's also like triggering to have those clothes around. What do you think is like a healthy way to go about that? Mm. Well, I think there can be like an in-between too, between like keeping them or giving them away. I think, you know, I know it can be a lot of people tell me of just like seeing clothes in their closet that don't fit and then opening their closet and being like, well, I need to figure out whether this fits and what doesn't. And doing that every single day, maybe multiple times a day can be like a really big impact on your mental health. So I would suggest like the clothes that don't fit right now, you know, boxing them up, like putting them higher up in the closet or in the back of the closet, just somewhere where they're not hanging. And then maybe in the future, like you do decide like, okay, I'm, you know, feeling more ready to get rid of them. So I think it doesn't have to be like an all or nothing. I think there can be an in-between and, you know, I've had clients that have done that. And then after several months are like, okay, I'm feeling better, like letting go of these clothes now. So yeah, I think that can be really helpful to just not have it in front, front and center, like every time you open your closet or your drawer. Yeah. And you think that inventory slash check-in is good. Like, would you say every six months, every three months? I think it depends. I think it depends on like, if you're finding, yeah, you know, like your body has changed, that's a great time to do it. I mean, I know I do that like twice a year, just with fall and spring changeover. I tend to go through things and think about like, okay, what doesn't fit? What like maybe sort of fits, but like not well enough. And I'm really not wearing it because it's kind of tight or whatever it is. And so I tend to do it just naturally twice a year. But I think definitely if your body has been changing and you haven't done that, because yeah, that even if it's like a subconscious thing, like just every day opening your closet and seeing all these things that you can't wear right now can be really, can have a big impact. Yeah. Do you find it helpful to buy clothes that is maybe a little more flexible with sizing? Because I do find that buying like really tight fitting clothing that maybe doesn't stretch at all. I find that these things are more likely to happen with those types of pieces as I mean, as much as I love some of those, like there's denim, there's a pair of jeans that I'm I absolutely love, but they don't stretch. And and I feel like I don't have much flexibility with that piece of clothing. And so moving forward, I'm like, well, maybe I should buy more like stretchy things just like in thinking about my pockets. (laughs) I'm like, I don't want to keep spending all this money. And then like my body keeps changing. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that definitely having some pieces that give you some leeway, especially if you're at a point of life where your body is changing, that will kind of make it so you don't have to buy clothes as frequently. I don't know the older I get to, like, I also just, cause even if clothes fit us well, if they're tight, there's still this mm-hmm. like constant reminder of our body. And yeah. I now like just live in, I'm so happy. Like Moo style stuff is in fashion right now. Cause I'm getting a lot of it because I just have realized that, you know, I actually did wear like tight jeans and a tight tank top out last summer. And I was so self-conscious and aware of my body in a way that I hadn't felt in so long. And the only difference was that, yeah, I was wearing really tight clothes that technically fit me, but were like, so just made me so aware of my body the whole night. And so, yeah, for me personally, that's also, it's helpful, certainly like in when you're fluctuating sizes a little bit, but also just as not It allows me to just kind of like move about my day and not be thinking about my body at all, which is really nice. 
One of the things that I love doing that helps me power through my workday is listening to music. I feel like my productivity is 40% higher when I have some trap music playing in the background. And now it's even easier for me to listen to music during the day on a quality speaker because I have a Sonos Move. If you haven't heard about Sonos before, you need to know that they are the makers of the portable smart speaker that I'm sure you have seen somebody on your social media talk about how they're obsessed with. I wasn't sure what to expect when I got Sonos. I honestly didn't know I would love it as much as I do. And I'm an official ambassador of this Sonos Move speaker, both on this podcast and in my real life. I've converted so many of my family and friends. And whenever they come over and hear the speaker playing in the background, they're always like, oh, bet I need to get that. The Sonos Move does so many cool things. You can sync it to your alarm to wake you up in the morning to whatever music you choose. It's also water resistant and durable. You can hook it up to Wi-Fi, also your Apple AirPlay 2 or even voice control. The possibilities are literally endless and that's why I love it so much. If you haven't checked Sonos out before, I highly recommend trying it out, giving it a shot because I know that you'll love it as much as I do. Soundtrack your summer with Sonos. Discover Move plus other speakers and soundbars at Sonos.com. Now let's get back to the episode. We had Lexi, was it Lexi or Lindsay? Kite from More Than a Body. They're twins. But they were mentioning that too, that it can be so helpful to wear clothes that are a little more loose fitting. It was actually in their book, I think, because yeah, it's you're when it's tight, you're going to be thinking about it all the time. You're going to be like, you know, readjusting and it's taking you out of the present moment. So that is a helpful suggestion. Now I want to get into trying clothes on. So let's say, you know, you realize like most of us clothes aren't fitting, got to get some new ones. (laughs) So How can people who are triggered by the clothes buying experience and, you know, going up a couple sizes, maybe more, and that feels jarring because of the culture we live in, like, how can we help that be a less triggering situation? So I would say, you know, doing as much as you can beforehand to like both prepare yourself, but also knowing like, okay, no matter what happens, this is probably not going to be a fun experience. I'm not going to feel amazing afterwards. So what can I plan to do afterwards that will make me feel better? And also being okay with like, okay, I might feel kind of crappy for a day and like what, like that's okay. And I'm not going to feel like that forever. Like that feeling doesn't last forever. And, you know, so a client of mine just went through this. She was doing closet clean out and she had ordered a bunch of clothes online that she had to try on, but she kept putting it off. And so we sort of came up with a plan. Like we talked about it. She had already been letting it sit like a couple of weeks. So it'd been kind of like mentally preparing that she was going to do this. And then we talked about, okay, what else can you do for yourself that day? That's like something fun or something that, you know, relaxes you or calms you, or can you make plans to get lunch with a friend or just something so that you're not just like sitting by yourself all day without some type of coping tool. So I think, yeah, having some support through that, you know, I know some people find it helpful to, 
you know, go shopping with a friend who really understands this and who can like, so they're not just alone in it. I always think of what Brene Brown says about how shame thrives in secrecy. And Mm. if we're saying this aloud, I think even with my client that helped her to be able to like say these things out loud of what she was afraid of. So she wasn't just like holding it in and keeping this to herself because she wasn't talking about it with anyone else. So do you have like a trusted person that you can talk to about this? And yeah, just again, letting yourself feel your feelings and knowing that like no feelings last forever. Like our feelings are always going to, we can move through those, but only if we're allowing ourselves to, to feel them. And then that's where coping tools can come in of sort of like helping you get through that. Yeah. I think that weight loss is very front and center when people size out of clothing, like thoughts about weight loss. How can I, change my body, alter my body to fit these clothes. And I find that for some people, those thoughts may have already been lingering, but then like having that physical thing in front of you of like these clothes don't fit is kind of like, I don't know, it pushes it even more to the forefront. So do you have any recommendations for like kind of changing this mindset around when you're trying on clothes and weight loss is like just kind of constantly coming up like oh my god I really have to lose weight I really have to lose weight and then you kind of get consumed by it in a way what are some ways to like shift that thought process so again going back to like just being aware and mindfulness so being aware of like okay these clothes are tight or they're not fitting and this is really making me feel like I want to change my body and lose weight And then, you know, kind of typically what we see is someone will have that thought, right. Of like, oh my God, these pants don't fit. I need to lose weight. And then they'll, they'll go, they'll react to that thought and go on a diet or restrict or whatever it is. And mindfulness gives us some space between the experience of pants being tight, let's say, and the reaction. So if you can give yourself some space, not trying to like convince yourself not to do it, but give yourself some space to be like, okay, I'm having this thought that I need to lose weight because these pants aren't fitting. And I really don't love the idea of going up a size. And, you know, why do I think a certain size is bad? Why do I think I need to lose weight? Where have I learned this? Right. Like again, questioning these beliefs also kind of doing an inventory of like, okay, what's happened in the past when I've tried to lose weight? is this something, is that a road I want to go down again? Because most people will have probably done that already in the past. Like, is that a road I want to go down? What has happened to me physically, mentally, emotionally, when I've done that in the past, has it worked? What have been the, the outcomes of that? And really, again, giving yourself some space to like explore that and then be able to respond to the thought. And so I actually think I have an example, very similar example in my book of a client of mine who this happened. She was doing the like clothes changeover and she tried on this pair of jeans and she had the immediately thought of like, oh, I got to fix this, right? Fix her body. This was like her body and like blamed her body. I think this is also what we tend to do. We like blame our body. It's like, oh, it's our fault that we're not fitting into this. And then she kind of took a step back and went through that mindfulness kind of process and started thinking about it and getting curious. And she was like, you know, these pants, like no matter what, they've always been kind of tight. And, you know, like I'm feeling like I'm on a good path. I really like, it's been really harmful to me in the past when I've been like trying to lose weight, it's caused a lot of issues. And yes, I'm, I did like these pants. I'm kind of sad about this. And also 
I have another similar pair that I really like and that I can wear instead. So she let herself kind of like feel those things and explore those things and then was able to respond afterwards. I want to take a quick pause to highlight this week's podcast partner, Dry Farm Wines. I mean, my favorite thing aside from water to drink is wine. And so this is the perfect partner for us. <laughs> In case you're not familiar with the brand, Dry Farm Wines is leading the pure natural wine movement by sourcing wines according to the world's strictest criteria. Their wines are organically and biodynamically grown. They're lab tested for purity. They're grown on small family farms. And their growers farm roughly 7% of all organic wines in Europe. Supporting these small family vineyards helps to preserve healthy soil and dynamic biodiversity of natural farming. Their wines are sourced from over 600 small family growers. All of these growers make their wine by hand. And they only source from growers who do not irrigate their vines. And this saves about 16,000 gallons of water per acre annually. Plus, dry farm wines growing without water become stronger and produce better, healthier fruit. How it works is you pick your wine color, box size, and how often you like to enjoy it. Maybe you want 12 reds every month or six rosés quarterly. Then they curate each new box from hundreds of wine labels, grapes, and regions, all conveniently shipped directly to you. Every bottle is protected by our 100% happiness promise, so any bottle that you don't love, Dry Farm Wines will replace or refund. We are offering an extra bottle in your first box to our listeners for just a penny. See all the details and collect your wine at dryfarmwines.com forward slash foodheaven. Again, that's Dry Farm Wines, it's plural with an S, dot com forward slash food heaven. As a provider, how do you handle it when you have those conversations with clients of like, let's explore where these feelings are coming from? What do they mean? Has weight loss been helpful in the past for you? And people think through and they're still like, no, I think I still want to focus on weight loss because for them, maybe they're thinking there aren't, isn't inclusive sizing. Like that honestly is one of the things that comes up like with everyone. Like they'll be like, oh, I could feel okay in my body, but like, I also want to be able to buy clothes or, you know, they feel the physical effects of, let's say, when they were X weight, they, it was easier for them to go upstairs and then they're now gained weight and they're, they're feeling like a difference. What is your response when they, when people are yeah, kind of pushing, still wanting to lose weight? I mean, again, I think it's, it's so understandable yeah. because people are pressed because of their size, right? Whether it's not being able to find clothes in the store, even online or not being able to find clothes that they like that are in their size. Because once you get into higher sizes, there tends to not be a lot of the like cute, trendy style stuff. And all the way to like, yeah, I have a client who can't get life insurance right now because of her BMI. You know, there are people who can't have surgeries because they're being told to lose weight first. So I think it makes so much sense because size oppression is, is a real thing. And so definitely don't want to discount that. And also that, you know, as a weight inclusive provider, I totally understand when people decide to pursue weight loss again, like I totally understand. And I don't blame them because 
yeah, people are oppressed because of the size of their body and it really can affect their lives in that way. And I see, you know, my role as really helping them not just have that automatic reaction, but really think through like, is this something that does align with my values and with like what I want to do right now. And then if they make the decision, like, okay, great. You know, that's the decision they've made. And, you know, I am here, like if, and when they're, they need more support and, but yeah, you know, especially as a a person with size privilege, I feel like I, yeah, I totally am not going to like knock someone and be like, oh no, I'm not going to work with you because you want to lose weight. Cause it's like, no, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Have you come across any brands that do offer inclusive sizing? Because that's a challenge. I I think now there are more options coming up, but are there like any top brands that you recommend for your clients? Ooh, that's such a good question. I have a list somewhere. (laughs) I don't have it off the top of my head. We can share it it. to the show notes. Yeah, Yeah. maybe we'll add it to the show notes. And yeah, there is also, oh goodness, we'll add this to the show notes too because I'm blanking on their name right now. But there is someone on Instagram who's been doing a lot of work around trying to advocate for more inclusive sizing. And with that meaning sizing that goes up to like five or six X because some some brands say they're inclusive, but they only go up to like two or three acts. And so I'll also send you their information. So we can put that in the show notes too, because they also have like a really substantial list on their Instagram that I've sent people before of brands and companies and websites that have more inclusive clothing sizes. Yeah. Also for anyone who is listening to this episode and you're wanting more resources, especially with like online shopping, we recorded another podcast episode with the mindful closet that was really helpful. So be sure to check that out as well. Now, Alyssa, I'm wondering like for someone who is like, yes, this all sounds good, but I need like, I don't know, three concrete steps or like three things I could do starting tomorrow (laughs) with regards to this, like when they're feeling their clothes aren't fitting, like what do you recommend? Like your kind of takeaways. I would say make sure you have like at least underwear, bra and pants that like fit comfortably and loosely. Because again, like this is something that like everybody I work with, this is a sticking point of like, I don't want to go upsize, don't want to go upsize, don't want to go upsize. And then once they do, they're like, okay, I did not like seeing that number, but oh my gosh, I feel so much better on a day-to-day basis. So I think buying clothes that fit, this is something Evelyn Triboli said to me years ago, is a form of body respect. Like that's a way of showing yourself respect and your body respect. So I think buying clothes that fit, including like undergarments as well, because that's something folks don't always think about. And if you have clothes in your closet that don't fit your here and now body, maybe you box those up and kind of put them away for right now. And yeah, I would also say, we didn't talk about this much today, but I would say following accounts on Instagram, if you are on social media or on TikTok, that are folks of all different body sizes can be also really helpful when it comes to, you know, wearing different clothing. And I have some folks that will follow, like there's lots of fashion bloggers who have different size bodies. And I had one client who's like, this is so helpful because I just never thought I could wear things like that. And now I see these people wearing them and I'm like, Oh, I can do that. And she went out and like wore a crop top out dancing a couple of weeks ago, which was like amazing. So I think that can also be helpful to just see other people, your size or larger who are wearing different, different clothes and, and be inspired by them. Yeah. I love those. 
All right. Well, for our listeners who want to connect with you, can you let us know where they can find you and if you're taking on clients? Yes. So yes, my team and I are taking on new clients and you can find out more about us at alyssarumsey.com and on Instagram at alyssarumseyrd. And then you can also check out my book on apologetic eating, which is available anywhere books are, are sold. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Food Heaven podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to connect with us online. We're most active on the gram at Food Heaven, but we're also on Facebook and Twitter at Food Heaven Show. If you like this podcast, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend. Yep, our podcast is released every Wednesday, and each week we take a deep dive into topics like health at every size, food and culture, intuitive eating, mental health, and body acceptance. If you're looking for a sustainable and inclusive path to wellness, come hang out with us to learn how to take care of yourself from the inside out. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.